Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elitists. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by ExoticLimo.com.au. My name's Corey. As always, alongside me is Beretta. G'day, Corey. Good to be back for another podcast. We'll get things rolling along nice and quickly. So, before we do that, over to the third member of the team. Welcome to the Bombs Express. Choo choo! That's right, Brenda. The Bombs Express is back. And uh, today we have got JLT uh, round number two uh, up for review here today. But before we get stuck into that, Corey, where can the listeners hit us up on social media? Uh, find us at Twitter, on Twitter, sorry, at SC Elites, uh, on Facebook, the iTunes Store, and SoundCloud at Supercoach Elites. Um, and we are here for the second weekend of JL2, JLT2. Oh, sorry, of JLT, week two. Uh, plenty to cover, too. Nine games, so this is jam-packed. I mean, we've done the first round over two weeks, so it's going to be... We'll quickly push through things. We won't be as in-depth as we were. I mean, most people know where they're at, so we'll talk about who we need to talk about. Um, and we'll kick off with the game all the way back to last Wednesday. Tigers of North. Um, and we'll start with big Toby Nankervis. Uh, Bumps straight across to you. Toby N dropped 132, looked good around the ground, falls and against for Toby Dan Curvis, please. Uh, straight to me, it's a, it's a straight no. Um, I th- I'm relatively confident that most of his points came up against uh, Braden Proust and got, uh, he got a new one torn when he was up against Goldstein. Um, just a big no on Toby Dan Curvis. Uh, we don't know if he's going to last the entire season. And look, it just I think there's a lot better options around his price to sort of be picking. Brada? Uh, also a note for me, he doesn't have that uh, ruck forward swing that made him valuable last year. He's also like two, three hundred more expensive. Um, yeah, he's just it's just not a viable option to be running at your ruck two spot because he did drop off on the back end of last year, and it's honestly I don't think he can maintain um, anything that would be worth keeping. I don't think he hits a hundred points a game at any stage this this year. So yeah, no for me. It's a great recovery though. Uh, from that head knock that he took last week. So it was good to see him out there. Did average 88.8 last year. Is there any way that either of you can see him increasing that into the mid-90s? Bonds? No, I don't think he doesn't go that high. No, he probably hovers around the same, around that 19. It's not enough for uh, for a top two Ruckman. So I just I would not be considering it at all. Brett? Yeah, I feel like low 90s is probably where he sits next year. And I'm the same, this I year. think that we'd rather wait and see uh, an outstanding year from from Nake before we even remotely try to go anywhere near him. Um, Josh Caddy, boys, and to a lesser extent, Kane Lambert, both had pretty good JLTs. Josh Caddy, for me, I'm a little bit worried. It's that real Matty Wright factor that I talk about every week, the come out, tear JLT on fire, and then just go missing or play a different role during the season. Uh, anyway, either of you condone Josh Caddy. Uh, the big N and the, and the big O, so it's certainly a no uh, from me. You just don't touch players like this. Um, it's as simple as that. They they're never going to reach ninety five to hundred. I don't think in terms of average. Um, speaking about Caddy in particular here, and uh, if you if you're not going to be reaching those sort of heights, and I'm not going to be picking you on my team because I don't think you're you're capable to be top six or even top eight in the forward line. Right. Yeah, Caddy had that one year where he averaged like 93, 94. Um, it's a completely different role to when he was playing back then. He's much more much more suited to playing that high-half forward, high-pressure role. He's not in the guts because they have the likes of, uh, you know, Koch and Martin and um, even Dion Presley to a lesser extent. They have the good midfielder, so Caddy's role is different and, again, just not viable in super coach terms. Only averaged 76 last year. Um, he is a mid-forward, but that's just not enough to really consider him at all. 
put out some huge numbers, though. I must say, in the first two JLT games, he's hasn't been on the ground for more than 70%, and he's hit 22 possessions and 20 possessions. So some big numbers there. I think they're skewed heavily in his favour, though. Um, I'm what do you reckon he averages? Ah, uh, mid-80s. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Bumps, you the same? Yeah, 88.74 to be precise. Yeah, that's very nice. Uh, what about <laughs> Lambert? Is there any way you could condone Lambert, boys? Nah, Lambert's the one where you you, you just watch. Um, and I, if I remember correctly, you guys weren't big on big on it at all in terms of him breaking out a few weeks back. But um, look, he's the one that you kind of just watch, and, you, and you're not going to be paying. Look, I don't think he's unders at the moment, and I don't think you'll ever be paying overs for him because he's got consistent kind of scoring. He's he's not a, a ceiling type scorer, is he? So. Um, if he if he does do it and if he's kind of averaging around the 100 mark, then you can make him move on him halfway through the season, but you certainly don't go near it to start the year off. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Brendan Alice Bonfer, you worried at all the fact that his scores have been so low and hasn't been able to put out something consistent? No, nah, no, nah, not, not uh, concerned at all, mate, because um, I'm still, I, I still think when the season starts that the game's just going to slow down more, and we saw a lot of high scoring um, through the JLT, uh, particularly this weekend, and um, I think what's going to happen is teams are, are not going to be kicking as many points. There's going to be a high focus on defence. And when that happens, there's going to be a lot more ball shared around that half-back line, which is where Brandon and Alice will just start racking them up. Kick mark, kick mark, kick mark. Brad, what about you? Yeah, I'm still not picking Alice. I don't think it's a bad pick. I just think there's better value around his price. It's as simple as that. I agree, too. I think he's one that you can kind of wait on and then just upgrade to, and I've been big on him all preseason as well. So, But I think there's just that much value down back right now that you just have to wait on Brandon Ellis. Um, I know there's a lot of people who like to search for pods, um, but I think it's almost better to just go safe. Um, Corey Ellis, boys. I mean, you know how I feel about Corey Ellis. I'm a big Corey Ellis fan. Uh, 12 touches. At 66% disposal efficiency on the weekend, was only on the ground for 46% of times with that head knock. So I'm still big on him. And there's a lot of people that are talking about um, Riley Bonner and things like that. If, you, if you're looking for a bit of a weird and unique pick down back, I don't mind Corey Ellis at his price. Definitely not starting him. Um, but I think he'll play all 22 games, and I think he'll score, score all right. But you strongly disagree with that, don't you, Bonds? Yeah, no. Corey Ellis not playing 22 games. Well, they have 26 players. Um, play on the weekend. So, you know, only 22 can take the field um, when it comes time for round one. And if you're only playing 46% um, and, you're, and you're not sort of a mainstay of the team, then that kind of says to me that you're, you're kind of sitting around that emergency kind of mark. Um, so Coriolis is a big no for me. I don't think he's playing that many games um, and I don't think he's scoring is going to be anything like what he's put up in the JLT when he does play games anyways. Brother, any more positive signs about Coriolis? Well, he's been putting out the numbers, and um, I guess this is the sample size we get, so we can look at it. If you take that, he looks fantastic, but I just still don't think it's it's viable. That's It's just still too awkwardly priced, and um, I don't trust Corey Ellis to come out and put out some serious numbers that I'd want to be fielding every week because I'm expecting, if I'm playing that much more for a player, I want him on the field at some stage. I mean, there's that much value down back, so I strongly agree here that He's not that much of a viable pick with what we got. But right now, would you be able to? Would you prefer to be running Coriolis or Rayner? Oh, What's the price difference? About twenty nine or twenty seven. Yeah. Actually, fair question. Probably if I had to pick, pile me down and make a pick. I'd probably, I'd probably pick Alice. Jesus. But I'm running That's two down back. Pool. 
And it's a huge fault. No, you still don't want else, I reckon. There's there's too much midfield. Uh, uh, sorry, there's too much defence rookies. I'm just um, there's not, there's not much. That's what I just said. That's why I can't do it. But like just in general, who do you think scoring yeah. more? Rainer. You think Rainer's scoring more than Alice on the season? In total points, yeah. Yeah, I disagree with that. I not average. Alice, I, th- I think Rainer could be anything. I really think he could be anything. Could be yeah, if, we, if we go back yeah. to my outlandish statement, I have Rainer in uh, top six. <laughs> top <so>. six. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, let's not uh, spend too long about that. We've got Brisbane to come up. Um, anyone else? I mean, I think that was it from that side of the board. Bretta, we must be. speak about the Ruckman that we had across at North Melbourne last Wednesday. If we can rewind the clock. Um, Todd Goldstein absolutely tearing a new one in the first half. And then big Braden Proust coming on in the second half. Now, we know how Bonce feels on Goldie. What are your thoughts with Goldie? Is it still a worry, a bit of a no-go zone, or you, you think he's, he's got it this year? This is exactly what I've been saying, and I know Bonce is going to completely disagree with me, but the Proust factor has to be considered, and it is going to hurt Goldstein. Um Preuss is going to play. Preuss played well. That's a problem. If he plays poorly, Goldstein dominates. Um, then Goldstein will probably get a good run, probably play the first 10, 15 games. You can build a season off that. But I know Goldstein dominated early, had a huge first half and didn't play. But the fact that Preuss is playing well as a Ruckman, he's probably going to be their future. Um, he's going to affect Goldstein. He's going to. He's really going to affect and Goldstein. That's how good Todd Goldstein is when he rucks by himself. But the point is he's not going to be rucking by himself all year. Uh, Bonfer, straight across to you. If to, same question, but first part: If Proust is named round one, are you starting Gold? No, sorry, if Proust isn't named round one, are you going to start Todd Goldstein? It's going to make it. A, it's going to make it a, a lot more interesting. That's for sure. The ruck department is the department I am uh, probably struggling with the least because I'm trying to set and forget. So you really got to nail those picks. And Goldstein is certainly on the short list. Um, if Proust is there round one, do I, would I start Goldstein? Um, to be honest, I don't really think it makes a difference because I think whether if if Proust isn't there round one, he'll probably play round two, and I, don't, I think it's not going to take long for North Melbourne to work out that they're not going to run the both of them, and that's where we're going to see Goldie. Mate, um, his form in the JLT Goldie has just been absolutely sublime, and uh, you know what? If I'm not reaping the rewards in in the first five rounds, he'll come home like a train with uh, with Proust not in the not in the team. Can I ask a question? If if Todd Goldstein's, and I know we're big on it, like, I don't mind Goldie, so, but hypotheticals. If something goes wrong with Goldie and he starts playing shit, do you think he could be dropped for Bruce? Yeah, no, for sure. I don't, no, I don't yeah, think they sure. drop him. Oh, well, I guess they, they do want to no I guess they do want to get trade value out of him, and the only way that it's successful is if they do play him, but. And they've got no experience in the team. No, I don't see Goldstein yeah. getting dropped uh, no, for yeah, Bruce. Play both. No. They'll play both. And you know what? It happened last year and he still averaged 95 or whatever it was. So um, if 95 is worst-case scenario, that ain't too bad. But I don't think it is worst-case scenario because I reckon Bruce will play more. And he'll play more in the ruck and that's going to affect Goldstein. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily agree because I think Goldstein played a hell of a lot of um, Ford last year when Bruce was in the team. I think um, Goldie was used more because he's more agile around the ground. So he was actually used more in uh, you know the centre-half forward, full forward position than bloody Braden Bruce was because... He's more of a one-type, one-position-type player. Um, you don't think that hurts Goldstein? The fact that Bruce is a well, one-dimensional th- player. Well, I think what happens is they don't, they don't play Bruce at all. I how many, how many games do you reckon Bruce plays? I reckon he plays. I reckon uh, like ten to fifteen. Seven. Really, seven. I reckon yeah. a, a minimum of that ten to fifteen mark. I'm actually yep. confident he probably yep. plays fifteen. This yep. is the future. Yeah, that's of exactly their club. what I've got this in my head. This is the future yeah. of their ruck stocks. 
why, the guy's good, man. Why jeopardise their future just because us super coaches love Todd Goldstein on his own? Why why keep God Todd Goldstein if you wanted to play Proust that that badly? Why not why not piss him off at the end of the year? I just his think, value was absolutely his, shot, and they couldn't yeah. really piss him off with his contract either. No yeah. one, regardless, no one they did shop him. They shopped him. No one could take his contract. Regardless, him. Um, I think he's still. I think he's clearly the number one ruckman in North Melbourne, and I think he's going to play that this year. I just think it's too risky. So I've certainly got risk involved, but I will tell you what: you, if Goldstein ends up being the number one ruck and you started the year with him, you're a yeah, red hot shop of yeah. a fifty k. But what are the That's chances the of that, man? Like, well, oh, I, I, you know me, notorious fence sitter. I think the chances are just as one good in six. Him, him going great yeah. as they are him going shit. I think exactly. they're, they're, they're both there. They're, they're, it's the same chance. If you want to take the risk, if you get that right, you look like a bloody genius. I hope Bombs takes You get it wrong, it kills yourself. Because that'd be freaking hilarious. Yeah, it could be 20 <laughs> points a game back all year. Uh, boys, uh, to a lesser extent, Brett, uh, you were big on Betty Jacobs nice and early. 73 on the weekend. Went back and tagged again. Where are you at with him? Um, yeah, I was big on him early days. Just like the fact that he's an older body in that midfield. Um, I don't mind the idea of running him. I think... I probably prefer it to a couple of the other picks. Maybe I prefer it to Paddy Dow. I know that's a big call. I think Brayshaw is the best of the young bunch, as in right now. I think obviously it could be anything in the future, but I'm talking super coach this season. I think it probably goes Brayshaw, Jacobs, Dow, and Brody in that sort of little bunch. But again, Jacobs injury concerns in the past. North Melbourne, we don't really know what they're doing. LDU coming in and out of the side as well. I think there's quite a few players like him, but. I think he's going to play. I think he's going to average about 65. And I just, that, that kind of price, it's kind of awkward. You expect more, but you kind of know what you're going to get, but you can't, you, you know, you're not going to get above your expectations, which kind of hurts him as well. Man, I think you're giving him way too much credit here. Bombs. He's not yeah, bad, he's just, man. A flat, he's just a flat out no. Same. I'm not going to give it any more airtime than that. I think the same. Like, he, he played all right on the weekend, but he followed Trent Cotchin around. Trent Cotchin was leading him to the ball. If, like, no, uh, but if he goes and follows the best player 22 weeks yeah, in a row, then he did the week before he's going to get ball. And he didn't touch the ball. He had five touches at 40%. Yeah. Like, his, on points, ground. his points are... Yeah, 60%. Yeah. Like, I'm up that. What's he going? 55. Like, I just think for the value you get in the... There's too much value in the midfield, I think, for him to be viable. I'm running only one at that sort of price, so that yeah. I'm not running him at all. I'm running the 117s. Do you rate him over Holman, Brody? Kelly, and Barry's. I think he's about the same. Bombs, what are your I don't think it's oh. laugh. I was just waiting for that. I think yeah. Will Brody's ten times better than him. I think. I think we'll we'll, uh, we'll wait till next week because we're gonna we're gonna do a podcast and have our um, rookie power rankings out. So that'll go around a uh, cash cast. Um, LDU boys, I freaking I'm rating LDU ahead of um, Jacobs as well. Seventeen touches on the weekend, plenty of handballs. The score of 43 we don't like. I really, really fear that LDU can be one of those ones that goes into the season and just absolutely kills it, and I'm not going to have him. Um, Brett, up. what are your thoughts with LDU, by the way? Obviously Same sort of ben feeling. Jacobs more, but... <laughs> Same sort of feeling. I'm worried that he's the one that, as you said, um, we come into the season. There's always one or two every year that have really ordinary sort of pre-seasons and JLTs, and then all of a sudden they come out in the first week and score 100. And we think, oh my gosh, how do we miss this? Um, he's got that worrying feeling for me, but again, the sample size of the JLTs or we can take for these rookies, really. And they're, I guess, their TAC Cup numbers and stuff like that. But this is the first time we've seen him against big contested bodies, and that's what LDU does. He gets contested ball. Um, 
he just hasn't done enough in the JLT to justify picking. I don't believe. I think there's a couple guys that have done a lot more and are a lot more valuable. Bombs, how do you? Uh, you know, with this AFL countdown business we got going on, I was the controversial one who labelled him the the number one, number nine super coach pick uh, for this season. So I've got no choice here. I look, it may have been me being a flog, and and maybe I'll keep to that persona. And I'm going to go, Hottie is. Oh, I think uh, you know, 16 touches. Whatever he had, 17 touches across. Um, the couple games, whatever the averages were, I think this is someone that maybe Brett was just easing into it. We, we heard him say that in a little bit in the preseason, didn't we? We heard him say something along the lines of that he, he doesn't want to sort of like let him loose, I think, uh, a little too early. And I think come round one, um, this could be the one that kind of sprung up on us. Um, and I'm having a red-hot look at um, keeping him in my time. Oh, sorry, not keeping him, but putting him back into my side at the moment, despite the JLT form as crazy as that seems. It's just so dangerous at the moment. Like, depends what kind of setup you want to run. You know, do you pull the trigger on a couple of those kids? Because you can't run him over Brayshaw at the moment, not off current form. No, that's the only one you can't run him over, is Brayshaw. Yeah, it's just so scary. Uh, anyone else that you boys want to touch on for North? No, play on. Move on. I love how Higgins is going to draw people in. <laughs> I haven't even remotely uh, that's hilarious. I think if you're looking at Sean Higgins definitely don't do it is he mid only yeah I believe so yeah Good. I don't think people to get too sucked in let's jump back to Melbourne boys no. yeah sorry mate Nothing. no no I was saying yep ah, just to Maxi go Gorn, keep any chance any any chance you don't pick him Bonfa Oh, any chance I can I can give you another one of my songs for him my goodness what did I I called him undervalued I said he was the biggest lot. I gave him about 400 superbolies or whatever the freaking the words are. Um, no, there is zero. Yeah, whatever they are, uh, Britta. There is zero, zero chance that you go into this season without Max Gorn. And um, that that's all I've got to say. There's just zero chance of it happening. Uh, Bons, can you grab me team percentage owned by and Bretta? 58%, oh, Corey. 58, mate, this is... Um, I am right on it, mate. I'm right. 58% and 42% too light. Yeah, strongly agree. Bretta, Gorney, for those who don't have him, what do you got to say to them? Well, um, join the club because I'm running gold and wits this season, so <laughs> it's going to be... Um, I think Gorn's overpriced. I don't think... I don't think he's got the capabilities to average 100, and I think anyone picking him is just needs to really give up on super coaches. So the 42% out there, yeah. I think good, there's probably good for been about ahead. 20% of teams that I haven't touched him, but I, I, do you reckon the re- or maybe the 10% of teams or whatever? Do you reckon they're just worried about his the fact that he hasn't played 22 games, or do you just what do you think's going through people's heads? They just don't know what they're doing, and they just haven't picked him. Yeah. They're people yeah. who are just. I reckon there's enough. Like there's probably 50% of the people who play super coach just are just having fun. Probably a good indication yeah, that there's probably pro- like you know at, you know sixty percent of the community out there is probably taking it serious. The rest are probably what serious. are they picking? What are they picking over Max? Picking at Ruck two, honestly, Nankervis or Pedersen. Well, I said. What, well, what, what, honestly, what are they well, doing? I honestly, well, I said. I reckon they're picking. Yeah. Well, I said. Well, they might be, but honestly, if you're picking like, but then Gorn should be Ruck one. Let's get real here. Gorn's number one Ruck Dawson this Simpson. year. Dawson Simpson. Dawson Simpson. Ruck one. Yeah. Let's agree to disagree, Bonfa. We'll disagree. Petrarca, I know, Bonfa, as reactive as you are, I'm pretty sure he was in your team. He's so sucked in. 
He's so oh, sorry. He's got Petrarca now. <laughs> I love it. Petrarca. No, no, no. Petrarca did Boys, not Petrarca F1. That's what, he, that's what he said to us. No, nah, nah, that is a complete lie. Petrarca did not find his way into my team. Oh, I would love to see that text message. <laughs> if you've got a copy of that, mate, please send it over. Um, oh, got, no, Petrarca didn't find my way in. He didn't find his way into my team, and I think. Um, look, I'm a little bit underwhelmed by him, to be honest. I haven't seen increased midfield minutes. I don't think. I still think he's playing a lot of that half forward type forward, role. Yeah. But anyway, he's very, very good at it, um, and I and I still think he's a red hot chance to break out and go into the top six forwards this year. Yeah, that's, the only thing that's letting him down at the moment is butchering the ball a little bit. Look, if he gets that up, he's going to be bloody good. He will get that up. Crazy good. Just yeah, but so you know much. what? He had, what, 23 touches on the weekend and 15 of those were contested. So his contested numbers, are, you might be butchering the ball, but it's easy to butcher the ball. It's easier to butcher the ball when you're winning contested footy than it is getting uncontested footy and butchering the ball. Like Trelaw. Like it's... Like, well, yeah. <laughs> nah, I just joking. He had a good game on the weekend. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Breda Petraka, thoughts? Not sucked in yet, but um, I think probably by round five to ten, I think most teams will end up picking him and bringing him in. Do you know yeah. who I think is sucking a lot of people in, boys, and that's Nick uh, Oh, um, my God. Not doesn't really sit too well with me when I see a team that has Brayshaw He played good, there. but... Oh, yeah, he played good. good. He played good. Do people forget that there was a game the weekend before? He played, yeah. he had almost identical time on ground numbers. Um, kicked a lot better last week. The week before, he scored 35. It's just like, do you just ignore that? It's respectable. Is that, is that irrelevant for some people? I mean, come on. This guy is going to be up and down like a yo-yo. I think if you want to be serious, he, he's he's not a pick. There's no way. That's if he stays fit. There's no way. He'll be up and down if he stays fit. No way this guy's a top six defender come the end of the year. Not even top 10. So I don't know what he picked him for. He's a value pick, but he's not value enough to warrant picking him. I think that's a fair Correct. way to say it. I don't even think he's a value pick. At 316,000, he's averaging over what he's priced at. That's the reality. What's he's going to average over 316 or something, isn't he? Yeah, so what's that? It's an average of uh, like 70? Peanuts. No, it'd be yeah, like, like less than that, I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah. So he's certainly undervalued in terms of uh, sorry, he's underpriced in terms of his average. But I think um, I think the worry is that, well, God forbid, but this is going to be the the saddest news story of the year when he gets another concussion, and you're forced into a trade. I mean, touch wood, that doesn't happen. But I think it's somewhat likely to occur. Three sixteen. Three sixteen. So where are you? Nah, a lot. That's really, really low. That's averaging like low sixties. Yeah, he's he's certainly under. He's he's priced under what he's going to average for sure. I I don't think you can argue against but that. But he's not going to earn cash to warrant a pick. That's no, right. No, at all. Yeah. 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 Hate it. Hate seeing people running him. Um, did Clayton Oliver play the best half of football you've ever seen play on the weekend, Bonfa? Well, let me tell you, mate. Uh, Bonfa tends to get a little bit excited when he sees a. A few players like this, and uh, look, he um, he's a red hot chance now with uh, Dangerfield news recently to uh, enter my lineup. I'm just a big fan of what he's doing. He, he kicked two snags as well, and, he, and on the weekend he had three goals for the entirety of last year, which was unbelievable. Um, and from only 77% game time, don't know if you boys remember from but from podcasts ago, um, I spoke about how Oliver 
had um, such low game time numbers compared to the other premier midfielders in the competition. And again on the weekend, just scoring big points from limited game time. Uh, Mate, his game time goes up, so does his scoring. I'm real optimistic on Clayton Oliver. He barely played. Like barely, he played half pace in that second half compared to the first yeah. half, and I yeah. actually think that that would have been a coaching decision. Yeah, that for would have sure. Been like, mate, you just need to slow down because you're too valuable to us. He was yeah. a beast. That was yeah. scary. What he put it. He there was there was no one on that ground who could stop him on the weekend. No. There's no one in the AFL that can stop him. That's the reality. Blokes twenty one. <laughs> no, I still can't believe it. It's unbelievable. Now, Bretta, you've Better Oliver or Merritt. been a fan of Clayton Oliver, so... But, well, well, I'm, legit, I'm legit just going to log you out right now. You just make me sick. Well, uh, right now, right now, into this season, who am I picking? Yep. Ah, uh, Clary. You see my team yeah. right now. Get on board. Bonfa, you on board? <laughs> uh, that's a question for another date for me, because no, honestly... No, it's a question for you can, you can today, ask me I reckon. You it's can, a good day for... You can ask me that question 40 times in a week and my answer will change depending on my mood. Yeah. That's the reality. Uh, all last year, whatever others try to talk you into it, you disrespected it. All pre-season <laughs> and the back end of last year, I told you, and you just talked us down, said we're out of our minds, don't know what we're talking about. It. He's not, and then one JLT game, he has a really nice one. <laughs> and you beat two of boy all of a sudden. I can't believe it. it makes me sick. You know what, Breda, you've never selected him before. So uh, if I run the year starting him and you start. don't... Still got him. Oh, shut up. Do you know what's funny, too? It's like you've gone into bat for him so long, brother, and it was Bonfa who talked me into getting him the other night. (laughs) (laughs) My input is just, like, irrelevant to you guys. It makes me sick. It's not. It's not. I take your input into account a lot, but when you did the for a law last year and I listened to you, it's... uh, Yeah, I got that one wrong. You were my burn man, so... Who was it? Um, who was? Who did I tell you to take Trelaw over? Who could you just remind remind me? Oh, I couldn't even remember now. Who was I looking at? Uh, just some scrub called Tom Mitchell. Oh, oh that's, that's right. right. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I said he's got to get tagged. Remember? Yeah. Well, the reality is, we're on it. Corey, In like mate, five minutes the before the season is... starts, he's like, "I went with Trelaw. Talk me into it." The reality is, Corey, is that if you backed yourself last year and completely ignored Breda, you wouldn't be playing Divi 2 this season. So then that is a fact. That is a fact. <laughs> um, oh, man. Shit, what, what else have Melbourne got? Uh, oh, Bailey Fritch. Jesus Auction. Christ. Didn't he, didn't yeah, he lock and load. Just lock and load. Lock and load. Don't even need to talk about it. He's just done. On field, forward six. Oh, End of story. Wait. I can't wait. He's the number one rookie forward right now. Damn it, yeah. I was going to say, I can't wait till we do our power rankings next week to see how high we all have him. Cause... Well, I mean, things could change between now and then, Corey, so stay tuned. Yeah. How about this? If you could only run, Corey, one of Sicily or Fridge, who are you going to run? Oh, Sicily, he's the best. <laughs> well, Sicily's got 137 potential here, but uh, get real, man, get real. If you, if you said Mitch Hannon or, or Sicily, that would be <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I love? Wow. Like, it's like, uh, throughout the week, the whole Supercoach community, um, I can't remember who it was. I seen, I seen a post that was just like, oh, don't pick Sicily because I hate the flog factor. And it's just like, you know, a couple of people went into belt Clayton Oliver as well because they call them flogs. I actually reckon they're probably up there with my two favourite players in the AFL. Like, yeah. And it's just purely that white line fever. 
That's all it is. Yeah. It's just emotion on the sleeve, and I bloody love it. Like, people call them flies. Yeah. I love these kids. So, um, yeah. All right, let's jump across to the Saints. Um, I don't think we gave Mitch Hannon enough love, but I can't talk about him every single week. Uh, Shane Savage, boys. Now, Bonfer, I know for a fact you brought him into your team after that game, but Brenner, <laughs> what did you think about Savage's game on the weekend? Looked impressive. Had a good JLT. Um, but, yeah, where are you at with Sav? Yeah, we talked about it quite a bit last podcast. Um, he looks really, really good. Looks fantastic, but two problems with Shane Savage. He got dropped twice last year, and he loves a soft tissue injury. Um, I figure he's probably going to break down at some times, and it, it always happens at the worst times. You get to, like, round 14, you think you're going to finish your upgrades. Team sheet comes out, Shane Savage, you know, calf injury two weeks, and that's the sort of thing that really can just spiral your season downwards and then end you up with... Wiley Buzzer and Tayer Bayouk on your ground and end you up in Division <laughs> 2. Like, that's how things spiral out of control, you know? So, you want to pick Shane Savage, you look good for about six weeks and then and good luck getting past that. I was trying yeah, to I'm... get Buzzer and Bayouk into my team at the moment. Just going to figure <laughs> do it. I don't um, know if you're going to afford all that. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, before you go, Bombs, 145-114, uh, and you currently don't have Shane Savage. Why? No, and he's actually surprisingly never been selected in my team, and it's for the reasons oh that... Oh, that's the biggest lie ever. He's a pathological liar. I challenge you to show me a circumstance where I actually did have him in challenge my team. You, to a um, you sent me that many different <laughs> team photos. I don't know how I'm going to find well, it. you know what? Spend the next three weeks and just review all files and get back to me. Um, but Shane Savage actually... Look, he had a slow start in the weekend, but man, did he just rack him up after that. And you know what was actually funny when I was looking at when I was watching the game and looking at the scores because I went into batting I went to bat for uh, saying Shane Savage last week and saying that yeah you know what he could break out and he was sitting on about thirty odd like deep into the second quarter I'm pretty sure and I was looking at it and I was just like oh now I'm going to cop it next week on the podcast when I when I went into bat for him and then he pulled out this number here so I was quite impressed with his fight back um, but long story short I do agree uh, with Bretta in saying that I'm, I won't select him based on I'm just and certainly he's just not going to get through 18 or more games. Jack Billings, Brett, did he do enough? Um, yeah, I've been trying to get him into my team. Um, I've got my, my one-two of Heaney and Toby Green. Haven't really moved on that. Devin Smith sitting at three. So if I run four forwards, it's probably going to be Billings. That's that's the one I'm going to be bringing in. I rate, I rate him very, very highly. We all do. Um, I think his midfield minutes will increase. I think he's going to average somewhere around that 100 mark. And um, I know I'm going to... Regret it if I don't start the season with him. He's healthy and he's playing well. Bons. You need to start the season with him, Bretta. That is that that is just a I don't know what to say. That's a sin. That's what that is. Not to start the season with him. You must. You must start the season with him. Even when he said uh, he, you know, the news came out that his hamstring two weeks ago, I did not weigh once and I've kept him my kept him my in my team throughout that entire time. And if he wants to come out in the first JLT or you know, pre-season or whatever sort of game that he's playing, the first one of the year for him and wants to have 24 touches and snag one goal straight as well, not one behind, mate, he's not going anywhere. This bloke is just lock and load, 509k, an incredible valued pick. Strongly agree. You've heard it here first, uh, everybody. Jack Gillings has fixed his goal-kicking problems from last year, one goal straight yeah, to years back. He had one track. goal straight. That is, He's going at 100% this year, Brett. I disagree with me if you can. Okay. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> He was actually kind of in a couple of my best ons. 
I think just just purely for a whole man. Game. Clayton Oliver and Jack Stevens probably had the best first half. Shane Savage recovered well. I thought Billings was just uber consistent across the whole game. Um, he is. He's a super player. Loved watching that. I think there's going to be some big scores to follow. So right now you obviously rate Green ahead of Billings, yeah, Brett? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Still. And you're the other way around, Bob. Oh, Billings is number one for me. Yeah. Where? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just touching, touching base. Um, Nick Caulfield again. I thought was freaking super impressive. Um, seventeen, dis- seventeen disposals. I think he's probably got a spot in this side. Uh, come round one, and I think eventually when he's touching the ball that much, it'll correlate to points off the halfback line. I can actually see this kid averaging between probably sixty-five to seventy. He's, uh, he's a lock. He's a, he's a classy talent. I'm not that not that confident on Hunter Clark, um, and I actually don't think Hunter Clark's playing round one unless they find a spot for him off like a forward flank or something. Um, but Nick Caulfield, I am all in on. Bretta, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you got if he, if he's named round one, he's a lock. Simple as that. Clark. No, no, Clark, no. Hunter Clark won't. He'll be in and out of the side all year. Might develop into something, but Caulfield is the defender, which is what we were looking for. The midfield value is much better than Hunter Clark. He doesn't even come in like the top five, six, seven rookies, I don't think. Caulfield's been fantastic. He's going to get plenty of the ball off the back line, plenty of cheap kicks, which we love for Super Coach. And yeah, lock and a half. I think Clark will probably benefit more off going back to the VFL as well. And just uh, hitting up those bodies, getting the ball, and then I probably reckon we'll see him in the kind of the back end of the season. But knowing my luck, Clark will get picked around one, and Caulfield won't. Um, Bonds? No, Caulfield's getting picked. Don't you worry about that. He will out average Hunter Clark. That ain't a concern either. He led the Saints for our disposals in the defensive fifty for you know both the JLT games as well. And when you're competing against players like Shane Savage uh, in that back line as well, who was winning a lot of ball. Even Jack Nunes, uh, you know, Geary, you know, some good some good players. Webster's not too bad. Either. Well, he's not probably not too bad, but, he, you know, he can be a role player and a possession getter as well. Um, and, and to win, I guess, the the most disposals in the defensive 50 says that they kind of really like him with the ball. He's got leadership quality written all over him. He captained the Northern Knights last year. Let's not forget that as well. Uh, 171k lock and load, fellas. Armitage, boys. I mean, I'm not nowhere near him. I'm not too sure about you guys, but... No deal. Yeah, we'll start with you, Bretta. Thoughts on running Armo into the season? 129 week one, and then 66 this week. Um, Won't play enough games. That midfield is too deep now for Armitage to be what he was. Uh, he just gets hurt, and he's not the player he used to be. Um, if he plays 22 games, I can't see him averaging above probably low 90s, and I feel like it's just going to drag your team down. Don't pick Armitage is the advice I'd give. Yeah, and you're a big just flat no? Flat no. Yeah. Uh, bombs, sorry, sorry. Yeah, just just no. I'm, I'm not going to warrant it with any further anything further than that. Right now you see a lot of um, Armo and Jaeger. Would you prefer that to just be rookie and primo? Well, I guess we'll talk about a little bit about a Jaeger time later, mate, but he he's much more impressive than Armitage, that's for that sure. That wasn't my question. Don't yeah, you're going to stop just getting carried away with the Jaeger. Oh, sorry. All right, so if we go... But look, if you go 300 and 300, <laughs> they're both 300 each, right? So you've got 600 and you need to fill two spots. You need 
say, 123 for a position. You're not going to get anyone at 470K, so you can't go primo on rookie. So it's a little bit of a bullshit question, if you ask me. Well, that's great. That's a great way to answer it, Bob. Sorry, I didn't think Anyone to add on this? Nah. Negative. I just want to say before we get on to the next game, um, if you haven't already seen it, jump onto our Facebook page, pin to the top. We've also got it on Twitter as well. Uh, spreadsheets just come out for the JLT wrap-up. Now, you've seen plenty of these floating around. There's heaps of them. Heaps of people have done them. I can guarantee you I've not seen a better spreadsheet done um, than what we've got pinned to the top of our page right now. Joel... One of our admins spent a lot, a lot of hours making this thing. Colour-coordinated, um, you know, you've got not just scores, you've got time on ground, you've got disposal efficiency, we've got stats broken up into it as well. Um, I've literally used it for this, basically this whole podcast as a refer, a, a tool to refer to. Um, it's just absolutely amazing. And it makes, when you're thinking about two players, two or three players, it makes it so much easier to just go through it's got scores in there, um, prices, and you can just check and compare. It, it's really, really great, um, and I can't speak highly enough of it. I don't know if either of you boys have had a turn to run it yet, but it yeah, love it all year, every year, it's super, monstrous, super impressive, um, and he's just gone to an, a new level this year. So even if you've got one that you're using, definitely jump on and check this out because I can guarantee you'll piss the other one off real quick. Let's move on to the yep. next game. So we've got Sydney and GWS. This was a great game, by the way. Absolutely loved it. And there's a lot I want to talk about. Um, Lukey Parker, first of all, Bonds, 119. I think Nick Newman's probably irrelevant, even though he had that big score. Uh, Lukey Parker, I've seen him drop into a lot of teams this week. I was a big fan of him, but I couldn't risk starting him. What's your thoughts on Luke Parker? Well... We spoke about, you know, which one of the Sydney midfielders are the best the other week, you remember? And, and who did I say? I said Parker's the one I think uh, that's going to... You said Gary Rowan, I think. Yeah, no, well, that does not sound like me, that's for sure. Yeah, I, uh, I did say Parker. And you know what? If people want to pick him, mate, go for it. Because someone from outside these top-of-the-line price players here, so, you know, some players underneath 600k have got to jump up and slot into the to top eight midfielders. So Parker's certainly someone who can do that, that's for sure. Hello. I agree with that. I actually do agree. I think, I think, and I'm not picking him, I'm not taking that risk, but if there's one with huge upside that I like around that 500k mark, you know, between 5550, Luke Park is one that I think could potentially get into the top eight and be their best midfielder. Breda Parker? Uh, I feel like you basically get one of these sorts of risks per season without completely torching your team if it goes wrong. Um, don't mind the pick, but I absolutely will not be starting Luke Parker. Too many midfielders in there once it's all said and done, and um, I think the risk far outweighs the uh, potential benefits. Is it a big worry for when Hannes comes back as well? You, does that worry you? Yeah, absolutely. Box? Absolutely. Oh, not that I have literally zero concern about that. See, I think it takes points off him. I think he's good. So, and Zach Jones coming through. George Hewitt's going to play more midfield. Callum Mills will play more midfield. Heaney more oh, midfield. Like, God, it's only no. negatives. No. I completely disagree with all of that. Did anyone... That they're going to play more midfield. I've seen no, I don't, I don't think so. Sorry, I've seen Robbie Fox popping up in a lot of teams lately. There was an article about him. I didn't actually get to read it. Um, what the hell did they write? Cause that probably that he was impressive. I think I messaged you fellas in that first quarter as well because he was taking everything inside that sort of back 50. The problem is he's 232 and he's a, he's a mid-only, and I think we've got too many of those uh, type options at the moment to be thinking about Robbie Fox because I think the reality is is that if they start to make some changes in their team... 
players like Robbie Fox are probably one of the first yeah, ones, or the, the kind of the players on the outside, aren't they? Yeah, it can't pick him. Too ugly. Price and too unpredictable. Scores are 96 yeah. and 75. Not too bad, but... Um, nah, they're good. Yeah, I, I strongly agree. Man, wouldn't it be great if he had like the mid-eligibility as well? He would have been... If like, he was like uh, a forward... Uh, what's his name from last year? Uh, Will Hoskin Elliott. That would have been handy, yes. Mm. But we don't mm. have it. Uh, Buddy Franklin and Isaac Heaney, again, in there. Uh, currently... What's your setup around the Swans? Have you got both? Have you got one? Which one do you have? Uh, bombs? Both for me. Um, and I won't be waving away from the both of them. Um, their first 11 rounds are good. I think they're really targeting the, the first uh, portion of the season to get themselves off to a good start. And I, I think I spoke last week about their run from uh, round 7 to 11, just how easy those teams are. Um, and so Buddy and Heaney, they're there from day one for me. I'm not, right. They're not going anywhere. Didn't have either, do you? Yeah. Oh, do you? No, I've okay. got Haney. I've got Haney. I've got Haney. Yeah, and I just took Billings over Buddy. That was the pick I made. Um, basically, I did take into account what Bomfer said with his little fixture thing that he puts together each year. Um, and I think it's going to be perfect for when you bring Buddy in. I don't think his price will waver too much. Those expecting his price to drop and think they'll jump on it. Um, he's the kind of guy who'll have a break even of 160, then you'll go score 160. Like, that's Buddy. And I think... There'll be, I think that'll be probably my first forward upgrade. I think that's someone I'll go after for that real nice patch of games where he could kick big bags and dominate. Now, I, I love what you said about the round seven, go get him there, look at the fixture. And this is a reason why I'm starting with him now. And, it, and especially after the Dangerfield news too, because I think that when Dangers comes back, whenever it is, round two, round three, round four, if we don't have him, we're going to eventually want to move heaven and earth to get him. And I think he'll probably come into your team around that, stage and I think round seven will then come upon us and you won't have enough money to get Franklin in um, and for me that is why and, and look I could be completely wrong but that is why I'm starting with Franklin at the start Franklin and Heaney and I just think I've done use Bonfer's spreadsheet to look at um, the, the the fixture and fixture Bons, you need yeah. to repost this as well because you posted it probably a week or two ago so get it back up to the top of the page for anyone who wants to check it out um, and yeah, I just think that that fixture and the way Buddy's playing at the moment, and especially between that like six-week period, he could go massive. And I do not want to be in the situation where I don't have Lance Franklin for that. Um, yeah. yeah, and and that's why I'm starting him now. Over, I'm starting him over Toby Green, so that's where I'm at because I've got both too. I've got Isaac Heaney as well, and I think he's just too too valuable. I think he looked better again on the weekend without you know. Looking super amazing. He's just Isaac Heaney. He's going to be good, and he's going to. I think the longer Hannibal is out too, the more it'll help him because I think him and Mills will, will definitely go through that midfield a little bit more too. Um, beautiful segue, Callum Mills. Anyone looking at him? Ninety-three on the weekend. No. no. Too young. Yeah, too. I think it's too risky. They've got too many players in there. Um, he's going to be good though. He's, he's going to be a serious good. player eventually. Uh, Jake Lloyd, bombs. Lloyd, oh boys, 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 boys. Every damn week. Tell me his damn score. Tell me his damn score again. Mate, did he just not rack them up or what, mate? He was incredible. 73 from 62%. Um, you know, a little bit of tightness in the hamstring, but it's not a hamstring injury. He'll be there round one, and he will be top six, uh, I think, this year. Um, 479K. I'm, I'm good to go on him. Surprised you didn't bring it up. What did I have a look at during the week? Well, Corey, you know me. I like to be a little bit modest. But you did have a look at Jake Lloyd despite bagging him all preseason. And you know what? 
I'm not surprised, Corey, because you're finally coming around to realise what a bull magnet this bloke is, and I'll be incredibly surprised if the both of you aren't running him at some stage this year. Uh, just for my structure, I can't get him at the moment, but Jesus, look bloody good this preseason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I'll, it. I'll happily eat humble pie. Uh, you know who won't eat humble pie, and that's Britta. The the man, the, the second member of the podcast, oh. Bretta. He's yeah, averaging Britta, he's averaging yeah. like ninety, having twenty five disposals a game. Nothing changes. <laughs> He doesn't. Is uh, we've had the same conversation six weeks in a row, so I don't want to harp on it for too long because well, this is a long podcast. But yeah, I'm still not advocating for picking Lloyd. Bomfer's going to be advocating to pick him all the way through, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Average of eighty-seven point three. We'll start with you, Brett. Take away the knockout. It was ninety. Okay. All right. So we've got average yeah. of ninety over under this year. Slightly over. Slightly over. Oh, incredibly over. Minimum five points over. You think it's going to be over? Breda? Barely. Breda said over, yeah. yeah, barely. Yeah. Yeah, so I reckon the average is probably 92, 93. Bonds? 98.64. Yeah, I think it's over too, but I don't think it's that much. Actually, I'm going to go same. I think it's around 90. All right. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, anyone else from these boys? Nah, keep going, mate. James Rose, who I had last week, who I was a big fan for, looks shit on the weekend. Stunk so yeah, trash. Only uh, 48% game time, but nothing I liked. Uh, uh, Bretta, you messaged me probably about two, three weeks ago asking me about Lockie Whitfield. I shut you down quick, smart, and they went in and scored 141 on the weekend. Yeah, I also was actually uh, quietly being biased because I've got him in my draft league, so... Um, I was more than happy to see after I picked him up that he went and dropped that monster score. He's the same price as Cripps. I feel like he's a safer body than Cripps, if that makes sense. He's going to be more durable. I think that was the word I was looking for. Um, I think Cripps has more upside. I'm comparing them because they are literally 1,000 different. I really like the pick. I think everyone's wondering who's going to take that um, that ball use off the back line because Shaw's getting older. Zach Williams is out. They lost Nathan Wilson. Um, there's they, People talking about Griffin's going to do it or Deledio's going to do it. I reckon Whitfield is going to have free reign coming off that back line. I think he's too quick, too athletic to tag. And I just think he's just going to be absolutely cruising, get the most cheap kicks. And I cannot wait for next year when he's a defender because he's going to play off the halfback and yeah. do whatever he wants. Oh, yeah. Can't pick him because he's a midfielder. That's as much That's as I'll it. say. Bumps. Yeah, no, I'm with you, Corey. Yeah. Uh, Josh Kelly, 114 just for rocking up. Have you ever seen a player just put cruise control on more than this guy? Just like... If Dangerfield doesn't get picked, you don't, can't, we don't run him. You've got to pick Kelly. It's broken. I, That's I pretty simple. I can't believe right now, regardless if Dangerfield's playing, this guy's in my team. I actually... Yeah. He We've said it for two or three years. He's going to be the best super coach in the AFL. That was a big call, but... He's he excites me more than anyone. Yeah, we did. We said it a couple of years ago, but we're still not there yet. We've still got a little while to go because there is a man called Dave. He used to be a Ford. Um, <laughs> but, man, this guy's a freak. He just, he literally, and I can't remember who I was talking to it about, he's played two games, two JLT games. He's done literally nothing to exert himself and scored, what, 120 and 114. Imagine when he's going yeah. man. He's such was, a good kick too, my gosh. That was our conversation at about 12.45 uh, <laughs> on Sunday night. I, I, rec- I recall exactly what you just said then, yeah. <laughs> uh, good. What, what's your thoughts on Josh Kelly, boss? Yeah, no, good player, good super coach. Uh, um, yeah, I think he's going to be top eight this year. Yeah, all right. He's top uh, eight, for sure. Um, 
Jezza Cameron, he'll do this up and down all year. Canelio, boys, I've, I've still got him. He Every time he comes out of my team, he's back in. Bumps, you've got him. Am I correct? Yeah. Breda? Yep, got him, for sure. Yeah. Not changing. Yeah, just still. I mean, we had this conversation every week. Undervalued. Dylan Shield showed you what he'll do probably every third or fourth week. Hey, sure. Everyone called their jets on that? Everybody called right down, including me. Uh-huh. Yeah. 17 disposals, 16 kicks, but just wasn't enough. I think Whitfield showed he's going to take that. I think Toby, yep. Toby Green looked good while he was out there. 56 yep. or 48. Yeah, he's, he's good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep, he's fine. Yeah, that's great. Poor Tiziani, who looked really great week one, earned himself week two, but uh, nothing much you can do there. Anyone, anyone else you want to touch on? Move Finn, on? Oh, oh, Finn Lason. Finn Lason. Lason. Oh. He's just the absolute lock down there in defence, yeah. so just put him... Get him. Look, he could be, even be defender six. Otherwise, just put the E on him whilst on bench and uh, just run that for the first half of the year because that's a, that's going to be a good pick. Right now, I've got two down back. Are you the same? Same. Ones? You got two what? Sorry. Two defenders, primos. And yeah, that's my structure currently. That's you two, Brett, isn't it? Yeah, exactly the I same. Think, oh. I actually got a feeling that all three of us have the exact same defense. Yeah, I'd be surprised if a lot of teams wouldn't have the the same defense as us. To be fair. Well, do you know how many teams I see that keep posting their side that are still three down back? Yeah, it's probably because I don't really I know what they're doing. I think that's what you're supposed to. Like, in your mind, that's what you're supposed to do, especially three at each end and then your midfield. Like, so but screwed up. I think it's just yeah. you to do it different. I said there's no way You've I've got, got two again after last year, and I've got two. Yeah. Well, clearly not a man of your word, what can I say? Yeah, fence sitter, so it's easy for me to just jump from one <laughs> side to the other. But are you guys both running Caulfield, O'Shea, and Norton? Yes, yeah. for now. So, yeah, okay, yeah. We've got structure talk coming next week through some, yep, through some bodies sure. anyway that we're going to do anyway. Let's so get on. Let's, let's get uh, moving. Let's move on with the players. Oh, We've been here for a little while already. Talk structure. I really like it. Boys, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boys. Mason Cox, 145 on the weekend. Probably the best game and the best game he'll probably ever play for Collingwood. If he does this week in, week out, I'll be a happy pies man. Um, Brett, this is him now. This is, just, this is, he's, I've got Cox now. Yeah, you've just brought him into your team. So you were saying... Like just now, I just dropped Billings. That the forward-ruck setup combination just absolutely helps you and Mason Cox is a lock. Um, how is Cox a, a ruck forward or is he yeah, just a, a forward? forward. Oh, he's, yeah, you got to pick him, man. He's a superstar. He's going to kick six a game, and it's, it's all over, boys. No. Ruck's problem has been sold. But, look, if anyone's absolutely looking at him, please steer clear. Don't pick him. Uh, Adam Trelaw, was that one of the most... This is... Hang on, before I even say anything, I just want to talk about Adam Trelaw. This is the prime example of why I will not pick Adam Trelaw this year, unless he can fix this up. 32 touches, 14 tackles, one goal, one, 20 contested possessions, 13 clearances. Keith number, 59% by foot, eight clangers. So that game, on almost any other player, you know, kicking the ball properly will correlate to 150. The guy scored 116 on the weekend with those numbers. Yep. Just no way, no, am I going anywhere near Trelaw to start the season. Anyone disagree? To start the year, I'm not going to go near him. But... I think he's got oh, the potential to be the yeah. top eight mid. I think he's got a better chance of doing that than Parker, to be honest. Mm. I think they're about the same. Uh, Sam Murray, padlock shut. Oh, my gosh, how good. D6 locked. Yeah, I think if you don't have him, definitely go pick him. Um, I think that was about all. Brody Grundy, the 66, lucky to not get reported. Scotty Pendlebury just sat out half the game. He was looking all right, I reckon, Pendles. Do we still think he's very underpriced? 
I still think you can't pick him. I've been saying it since podcast number one. I don't know if views have both changed. Now I'll, I'll change when he produces this sort of effort during the regular season, not when he does this in the pre hour, well, uh, in the pre hour, like in the preseason. He scored sixty or fifty percent game time, so I, I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, and Stephenson yeah, fifty four. I think Stephenson plays round one. He's viable, so absolutely I, worth picking. I actually he converts those kicks. He had a couple of relatively simple shots ago, and he converts those. All of a sudden, he's scoring seventy there, and yeah. the people are a lot more optimistic. I uh, I actually think that. Yeah, I'm trying to find a way to get him in my team right now. Mm. I've got Rainer. Oh, and I'm not yeah, downgrade Rainer. No way. <laughs> Rainer's locked. All right. Later. Later. Um, <laughs> Libba, Breda, you've always been big on Lib. Oh, no. Can't do it to myself. Actually, Too risky. you're not big on? I'm only big on Jack McRae. Just Jack. Oh, Bond. I'm not big on Bond. Not You're not big on Dalhouse either. Loves Lockheed. Yeah. No, not big on Dalhouse. Oh, I hate Dalhouse. Uh, I don't actually. I don't hate him. I don't know him personally. So, you know, let's not be too harsh on the lad. Uh, JJ, <laughs> 107 on the weekend. No. No, just too risky. No, don't, don't do it. Four, three goals, bump. Twenty touches. Only bon, I like. The, I like the bump pick. What's going on with Champion Data? Are they having a bit of relationship issues with Bont? Nah, well, I think because I'm calling them out on, on all this phony scaling stuff, and they, maybe they, they tailed it back during JLT, or maybe what they do is they scale it back in JLT and reward him all his JLT points during the regular season. Maybe that's what they're doing. Who knows? I'll, I'll have to hit them up. Yeah. I reckon he's yeah. got a few owing for this game because 104, mm. I thought he played really well. Toby McLean's an interesting one as well. I've seen a couple of teams running him up forward. <laughs> um, oh, he was on like he was on over 60 at the half and then he ended up on 90. He's not a breakout player. Don't worry about it. For me, Take I think it's a, it's a wait and see. Um, it's not even a wait and see. I just don't I don't envision it happening at all. Well, what if it does? <laughs> Wait and ignore. That's that's the Bont's approach to Toby McLean. Wait and ignore. McRae Bretter, seventeen touches, eighty-five percent. Twenty-seven touches. Twenty-seven. Yeah, sorry, what did I say? Seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah, yeah I meant twenty-seven. <laughs> yeah, guy averages one hundred and ten. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Back <laughs> no, not yet. I got Clary. Yeah. Aaron Hill, <laughs> down back, padlock shut. Yeah. I still don't have him. You don't have him. Well. I got Caulfield in O'Shea. Oh, Bretta, the the ability of this bloke here to gain intercept possessions and intercept marks, and I know that I copped a little bit of grief for not uh, respecting it through JLT one, but I certainly now respect it after JLT two. He's he's playing games, this boy. Don't you worry about that. Played a couple of games against Peel last year as a bottom major as well. I mean, like mm. as an under eighteen kid, he is so good at reading the ball through the air. Yeah, but he, he wears he wears because he wears number thirty three. And you know how I feel about that, you know. <laughs> oh, that's man. a story from maybe for another day. I for don't know. Me, I haven't heard right that one. Now, we'll talk about it next week. But he's ahead of O'Shea for me. He's bloody good. He's been in there, but uh, just I keep running two of them. And I just feel Norton's currently third of the three. Okay, interesting. All title to our own opinion. If yeah. I can afford it, I'll get him. But I can't, so... I reckon you'll be changing your team to get him. I reckon I'll be changing my team as well. Like, there's plenty of time left when the season starts. <laughs> Bomps is changing his right now. No, Bomps is, is paying like a, a dollar flat to change his team. She's like, you're making no money. You know, this is... I'm not joking. My team hasn't changed today. 
And, and this you day know, is about 23 hours old. Line. Let's move on. Nah, line. Let's get nah. out of here. It's about 23 hours old this day and nothing's, nothing's moved. Yeah, that's all right. You'll I'm settling. You'll, cha- you'll change it before we hit the end. I might, um, I might go on a binge though. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, jump across. We'll finish up that game. We'll go to the Paul Power game. Do not trade in Jack Watts after that performance. You can no way again. You can start Robbie Gray. He's missing a game. He's missing two games in ten weeks. Just not there for me. Paddy Ryder looked pretty good. I thought. Um, yeah, I've still got him. I'm still still running. Yeah, you, you still got Ryder. Have you got Cameron on the bench? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Because like I said, I think that's the only way you can run Paddy Ryder. It's if uh, Cameron's yeah. playing and he's there to cover you mm-hmm. for that week. I think that's a great option. Riley Bonner mm-hmm. impressed with the seventy-eight. He was actually really good, like, and they just like everything he did just looked magic, which was the first time he's really caught my eye big time. But I still don't think he's pickable. It's a bit tough, isn't it? I'd love he's going to gonna be in and out, in and out. It's Riley Bonner and Corey Alice, and just reaps the rewards. Oh, you would do it. You're scared. You're <laughs> scared. Maybe I run one premium defender down back. <laughs> Maybe. Could be Maybe. Dom Barry, is anyone a little bit worried that he's not playing round one? Nah. No, I think he's playing yeah, round like, one. Yeah, like 10, 15 touches and was involved plenty. But he started off so slow um, and, he, and he really sort of got touches towards the end. So, um, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not concerned about fine. that. The first I've heard about this warrior has come from actually Corey's, Corey's mouth, uh, to be fair. And there's, and there's one other who shall not be named. Um, and uh, it's come from his or her mouth as well. So... Not sure where this is coming from, but I'm still uh, all in on Don Barry. You just, just, just gave us the two sources where it's coming from. So you hey, mate, no, 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 who knows, mate? Oh, well, I gave away one, Corey, mate, but the other one's very confidential. The Hartford. Well. Um, anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> nah, they, they're kind of irrelevant, aren't they? Yeah, I just think there's just yeah. too much options going there. Can anyone yeah. condone Rockliffe without him playing a game? Nope, absolutely not. Do a bumper, nah, pick him. I'm, I'm worried about injury now, big time. Beautiful. Uh, Matt Crouch just touches ball, gets sees ball, gets ball again. Uh, Rory Laird is an absolute lock. Now, Darcy Fogarty, this is one that I'm very I'm against, and Bomfer's all in. So, Bomfer, will let you start before I can have Look, I don't know about all in, because he's, he's not in my team. for him all week. Well, I, I said that uh, I was very excited by him, and... Uh, but you just had to listen to a little bit of common sense, and then, you know, you were able to reflect, and... I have gone through a little bit of stuff. Bonfa, stand your ground. I said I liked Fogarty earlier, and Corey absolutely shut me down off air and just said a whole bunch of things. I didn't know you were actually a little bit on this train. So, uh, Britta texted me. Britta grilled him. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I know Britta's on Fogarty, I'm completely off, and I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Reason I'm off him. Just to elaborate, is had an amazing game on the weekend. I mean, it, arguably was probably one of the best on the ground. But there is a lot of names in that team. There's Brad Crouch, there's Tex Walker. Um, you know, they're, they're, it's it's a really deep team. These players got to go back, and unfortunately, someone has to come out of the side. And for me, it's Fogarty. Um, and although he looked great and he's a very promising young kid, he's going to be in and out like a yo-yo. And I don't think he can afford that early on. It's unfortunately, it's just too hard. Um, it's going to cost you too many points. It's, yeah, it, it is what it is. And let's not forget, um, in, in week one, I mean, I know they had like under 40% of game time, but he only scored um, 12. So 12 and 40% off one touch. He didn't do much. 
I just think uh, he's talented. Don't get me wrong. I really like him. He's very talented, but I don't think he can go anywhere near him now. And even when he, well, if and when he's named round one, I'm still not touching it. This could be one that I can could get extremely wrong, but I'm pretty confident that he'll be the first out of that side. And after a lot of us had to put up with it last year with, uh, what was the fourth bloke's name? Brett Eddie. Yeah, Brett Eddie. I mean, completely different mould of players. Um, it's just, you don't want that again. You don't want your cash generation out of that side. Uh, and and that's, that's, that's a fact. I just think where okay. he needs to play... They've just got too many players there. The one, the, the one player that I could see, and, and this is, this is funny because the only player I could see him getting a spot over at the moment is Josh Jenkins. But Look if Jenkins up. goes back to the twos, he's playing one week in the twos and then he's come back. And yeah, I just, I think he's a, he's a player of the future. Um, and he'll play this year, but I don't think it's enough. And I hope he's not named round one because I hope he can become a, an upgrade target later on. Anyone want to add anything on that? Agree or disagree? Uh, agree. Uh, I'm probably not in as strong as a stance as you are on that, but relatively agree. Yeah. Uh, Tom Dode, padlocked. padlocked. Yep. Now you've got to have him there in the back line. Yep. As long as his name is there. Lachlan Murphy. No, nah, he's named, but no. Nah, even if he's named, it. I'm not getting him. Yeah. If you reckon I'm off Fogarty, mate, you should see my thoughts on this guy. I just think it's, it's, uh, it's absolutely amazing price. It's everything. It's it's not one of those factors when it's too good to be true. It's that's a that's a true Brady situation. The one or two you got to pick it and then just yeah. yeah. So, uh, jumping across to Hawthorne Carlton, what a game this was. Um, and I'll probably start by batting my boy James Sis. Uh, love you, Sis. <laughs> Still sitting in my team. I'm watching him drop plenty just off this game but the one thing and I have said this Bonfa the one thing I did love was where he was positioned for the whole game he still got ball um, and it was just you know the, the first play of the game ball comes up clearance intercept Mark Sicily and I was just like yeah exactly what I wanted to see so I'm still all in on Sis I'll run him into the season the one thing that didn't work for him was yeah white line fever freeze against it was almost I think what do you have four freeze against or something like that well three. he haven't even got to the regular season he's doing it already three. my Toby yeah. Green to hit less people than Sis is looking fantastic right now <laughs> they gave you that betting market the boys at Ladbroke so that's uh, alright it's fantastic gamble um, no. responsible yeah exactly seriously thoughts boys Bretta I'm still no I put him. I'll, I'll confess to something. I put him in my team for about four seconds. <laughs> I was like, "What can I spend the extra money on?" I just took a drink of water and just spat it everywhere. <laughs> I put him in right. I was like, "What can I spend this extra cash on?" And I looked up and down my team. I threw up on my computer. I took him out, and now I feel better. I'm back back to being me again. So, no stress, boys. And that was just it was a little bit of something else. Yeah, uh, just to just to give the shout out for that, the Chucky Wilk Challenge video will be up some stage within the week. It'll be up before round one, just in the editing room right now. Uh, Bonfire Sicily. I I don't need to repeat what I've repeated for the last few weeks. So I'm I'm just maintaining steadfast and on my previous position on him, which is uh, yep, yeah, good good mid price option. What a boring guy. Um, Tom Mitchell. <laughs> Shorty yeah, Bird don't even boy. think it's wise. Can't touch. Uh, Jaeger O'Meara Bonfire, come on, give us something. 
This well, this one this one is a very very. Uh, if I said I was tempted last week, I'm becoming increasingly tempted now. I'll tell you that much. Um, man, his first quarter, he's had like 11 touches or something like that. He was just everywhere. He was just so good. Um, and then I think he just he was told just to ease up a bit. Um, and the, and the rest is history, man. He look, he had 23 touches and he only went at 52 percent for the game, but still scored 90. He is a Look, he's just a super coach type player, isn't he? Um, I'm really annoyed there's no JLT three because I would have loved to have seen one more because I'm probably one more game one more game away from genuinely selecting him. I just the, the problem I'm having right now is I can't find any way to fit him in. Like I can downgrade one of my six top midfielders and get Jaeger, but I can't do anything with the money. So for me, it's probably just easier to pass, and that's killing me because that game, that first quarter, was Dangerfield like. Um, mm. That's how good it was, but you know. That's when he was injured. <laughs> what, like Dangerfield is. <laughs> it was just insane. Um, I can't, I, I can't get him in. Do you reckon you can run seven deep with Jaeger at seven? Probably not. Brett? No, no, with Jaeger at seven. I agree. So I just can't find a way to get him in. I reckon Corey like didn't agree with that, but he just he just wanted confirmation. He was considering it. Yeah, yeah. And now no, we've both said he's like, like, oh yeah, nah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah, yeah, you're right. And he's just quickly removed over from his team right now. Yeah, shit, you got me. <laughs> Hang on, let me just fix that up. <laughs> 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 um, no, let's let's uh, move on. Anyone else relevant from the Hawks? See? No. Beautiful. Uh, Paddy Cripps looked very, very slow and then kind of hit the gas. 17 contested. Um, went into bat for him earlier in the season. Don't have him at the moment. Probably won't be starting him. What's your thoughts on Cripps, Mons? The Carlton man. Yeah, look, he's, he's still got the potential to get into the top eight, but I'm not going to do it. Concerned about injury, obviously, as a, as a factor, but you know, just concerned that Still, I know I said it at the start of the year, and you, got, you guys shut me down, but just the, the number of forward minutes he's going to be playing, I think, is going to negatively impact him in, in some capacity. I think that'll always help him. He's a, he's a brute going forward. My worry is, is you'll get, I think you'll get a lot of games that are around the 100 mark, um, and then, you know, you'll have some 130s in there. He just looks so good. I actually don't want to stop talking about him because I'm going to talk myself into him again. He's a super player, don't get me wrong, yeah. They're, they're, I'm just not going to do it myself. It'll be all. very shortly in the future, whether it's this year, next, or the year after, that I think it's he's... probably sure. next. Yeah. Think he'll it's be probably a, next, yeah. He'll be a lock, brother. Um, for Crips, for me, it's basically my finances where I'm at. It's if I have under 600000 I'm not picking anyone other than Paddy Cripps. Um, if I have over 600,000, I'll go get one of the big boys. Uh, the guy had 28 touches, 17 contested, and just sort of cruised around, kicked the goal, and then I took him out of my team. Like, that's the craziness we're looking at with Paddy Cripps. Um, literally, it's a financial thing. I think he's a fantastic pick, and if uh, you're going to look for a, a mid under 600,000, Cripps is your guy. Uh, those who were looking at March Bank last week would probably be a little bit more confident this week. Bonds, you, you still going to shut? Yeah, them? they they certainly would, but I'll, I'll still shut them down. And uh, I they can come talk to me in round six and tell me whether or not I, I told them to do the right thing. I can't 
can't really knock his JLT, but strongly agree with you there, Bumper. Brett? Yeah, disagree. Oh, sorry. Yeah, don't pick. Don't touch. Too risky. Any chance anyone can pick Liam Jones? <laughs> no. <He's laughs> one oh, one. I'll pick him as all Australians and a half back, but that's a bit <laughs> Just the same thing. Are you in the same boat of Kate Simpson that you were with Alice? Yep. 100%. Uh, oh, same boat as Alice. No, I think Kate Simpson's shown a little bit more than Alice, and I think he's just a better player. Um, and he's done it obviously a lot more than Alice has. So that kind of when the proper season starts, he'll be using that ball a lot more in the halfback. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, think about it, man. When you have got all those young players in the back line, think about it. If you're out in the field, who are you going to pass the ball to? You're going to pass it to Marchbank or Simpson? Like Simpson's running around the back for a you know quick handball. So you just give it to him, don't you? Yeah. Is there any worry? Uh, sorry, Brett. Do you want to touch on that as well? I like Simpson better than Alice, but still not picking either. Right now, I got Simpson really early. He'll probably be one of my first upgrade targets, I reckon. Um, Cam O'Shea, is there any worry that he's only played one quarter? Nah, mate. This is the, this is the little special weapon uh, that, that they're going to use. Uh, you know, let's not expose him too much, and then uh, let's just throw him in there. They don't have a lot of experience, Carlton, and um, that's a player in the back line who will, who will be experienced with Cade Simpson because their next experience after them two is, is obviously Sam Rowe, who's got, still got the ACL injury. But after that, Liam Jones is probably the next experience at AFL level, which is quite laughable. So they just need some more experience heads down there, and I think he, he should be good to go around one. It'll be, uh, it'll be really, really nice if him and, you know, Caulfield and Norton can pump out 70s and nice and early. That'd be, uh, that'll look good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cruz, we've just got to wait for the ankle. I think Carlton said it should be right for round one, uh, but definitely wait there. Cruz has said, Cruz has said that he will be there round one. No worries. He'll play. Yeah. Yep, he's playing. Well, if he's playing and he reckons he's all right, he's probably at lock for me. No, he uh, is. Yep, Andrew McKay said it as well, I'm pretty sure. Beautiful. Paddy Dow, scared? Terrified. Yeah, I've become less bullish. Uh, am I scared? No, because I don't think he's going to have games where he only has eight positions through the regular year. Um, extended extended uh, players again, isn't it? 26 players or whatever they decided to use here, Carlton. Um, yeah, no, he should he should be okay come uh, round one. Yeah, it was a bit of a worry. All right, anyone else for this game? Move on? No. Move on. Jump Move on. Super long. Um, it was the quarter that just made everyone that confident about picking Paddy Dangerfield again until he put a little tear in that friggin' size 15 hamstring. Um, watch your Paddy Dangerfield plans, boys. If he's missing one, if he's missing two, if he's missing three, does it change? Is it irrelevant? Where are you at? Start with your brother. Um, if he's missing one... I probably consider starting him anyway because I'd love to have him as a point of difference for the first couple of weeks while everyone tries to madly get him into your teams. I think if he misses two, then I'd be worried that it's actually quite a serious little thing. And I would be also worried that it turns into 3-4 and they just ease him back into it. Um, and I don't mind it. I actually am excited by the prospect of not having to pick him round one because I feel like it frees up my team and it helps balance my team a lot better. Um, but yeah, it's going to be very interesting. And side note, as I think I said it earlier, if you don't have danger, if you're not going to pick Dangerfield because he's injured, I think Josh Kelly's got to be the guy that comes into the team. So I think he's the one that most don't have. Just want to touch on this too. If anyone's listening to the podcast and the Dangerfield news has already come out, we are recording the day before too. So we have no idea at this current stage the length of Dangerfield's injury. Bonds. 
Corey. Oh, mate, we're going to need a snip at this podcast. Uh, what did Brett say just then? Um, you know, oh, what he, he goes, oh, you know, I'm happy or I'm, I'm comfortable. What did, he said something that he's pleasant or that he's cheerful. He said something there that he's happy that Dangerfield's not going to get selected round one. Brett, are you stupid? Do you, do you realise do you realize what it's going to take to get this guy back in? You, you, you're sounding like all these other nuff-nuffs now who think he's going to go down to bloody 650000 Yeah, but no, the problem is these other nuff-nuffs so are not going to be able to find the funds to get him. Let me so, tell you something. Let me tell you something, brother, mate. If he if he is there, all right, if he is there round one, you are starting with him. That is just that is just a non-negotiable, right? Um, don't try and tell yourself, oh, you know, Dangerfield, oh, you know, I'm quite happy that he's not in there round one. No, you're devastated because... What your team's going to look like in round four, round five, when you don't have him and you're doing everything in your world and you're burning trades left, right and centre to make the money just so you can get him in, so you can get ahead of the pack or stay with the pack, it's just going to be a complete rabble. If he's not playing round one, I'm still going to start with him as long as as long as long I'm relatively confident that he'll be there in round two or whenever league games just start. just the same thing. Yeah, I think nah, no, no, no. Except you said you were happy. Except you said yeah. you were happy. Uh, you you were happy if you if because I know the rookies the every year, and I know I'm going to nah. be in a better position than you to nah, get him back nah, in. Nah, nah, You're going to be the, nah, you do the classic you every year down the like you, yeah, you start with Franklin downgrade him round two to get someone else in that you you know he's caught your eye and looks real good. <laughs> yeah, it's classic bomber moves. You're a disaster <laughs> in the first really five rounds. Of the year. I've never I've done that in my life. Dangerfield to get this podcast with a oh sports in it. God, I'm just um, so clueless. I, I worry. I worry that if he's that it's going to be that typical, um, yeah, he'll be good to go. Round one, he's out. Then we get to round two and he's out. Then we get to round three and he's missed it. And, then, mm-hmm. and I don't want It's that. not going to be that. It's not going to be that. Prove it. Prove oh, it, Bob's. Prove da- it. Look, if I know something, Dangerfield is is one of the more honest, I think, players. And, and you know, he's all about this, you know, whole you know, American sports and, you know, access to players and truth and let's just speak our minds and all that sort of bullshit. He's, okay, you, I'm going to correct you before you go on and look stupid. His entire Instagram story was him trying to sneak out of the medical centre and hide from the press. <laughs> and he got banter, though. He got that busted. Was that you was just banter. said he's the, you, you're quote, all quote, that he's the most, uh, he's the biggest advocate of letting the press know that, you know, what's going he on. Is. He's really honest. Yesterday he ran Did from you? the press. Did you he literally ran with a when he was entry. assigned the AFLPA presidency. Mate, you listen to that press conference. Yeah, yeah, that's, all, that's irrelevant because that's not super coach related. His hamstring is very super coach related, oh, and he ran that. and he hid and he put a hoodie on and he had some nice Nike gear. You know what? That was you know what? Sort of sponsorship you know what's going to happen? Really you know what's going to happen tomorrow? He's going to come out to this press conference in a wheelchair or something. You know, he did the crutches thing uh, last time. Uh, you remember that last year? Yeah, yeah, that was. That was was the crutch? He's going to come. He's going to come out in a wheelchair and he's going to say, I'm good to go round one. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, for me, I just I, I pray that he's in round one. I'll move heaven and earth if he's playing round one to get him in. And if he, he's even close to round one and, and he misses round one, I'm probably starting him. Um, oh, yeah. Man, for those, you know what? This is the biggest blessing for disguise almost for people that are playing Correct. for for, uh, for overall this year. Because imagine if he misses for one or two weeks and those who are playing for league... Like, because they won't start him. They'll find a way to get him. And then, yeah, it'll be it'd be pretty handy. But look, it's it's going to be interesting nonetheless. Whatever happens. Um, moving on. Anyone want to touch on anything else for Dangerfield related? No. no. Does this just open up a bigger door for Tim Kelly? Like point wise. Yeah, it does. I think he's playing, but point wise. 
Yeah, it does. Yeah. It helps him. It'll help him get off to a good start. Yeah. For sure. Uh, man, Geelong aren't really that super coach relevant, are they? Duncan and nah, Selwood don't really touch either of them. Yeah. I mean, Duncan had a nice score. I mean, a goal is almost more relative. I think he'll get picked as an upgrade early, but it'll be a disaster when Dangerfield comes back. Uh, Zachy Merritt won 14 on the weekend. Did he just cause a couple headaches for anyone? Brett, you're not a big Merritt fan, are you? Nah, still not a big fan. Um, we've I think this is the guy we've probably talked about the most in the offseason because you guys are so red hot on him. I understand why you are, but I feel last year, especially the back end of last year, um, he did tail off towards the end of it. I think he's quite taggable. I know you said it doesn't matter. He's just going to get that inside ball. It's not going to matter. But you tag him. You take away those, you know, five to ten cheap kicks he gets around the ground. That's plenty of points because the guy uses it well. Those five or ten cheapies will generally be effective. There's ten points. And I think over the course of a season, we will see him get tagged because he's become a legitimate A-grade midfielder now. I just think, I think the players around him help him a lot more this year. Um, I think he's too good. I think he's one of those ones that you can't really tag someone who's a beast at winning inside ball. Um, and I just, he tackles like a beast, this yeah, bloke. He's, uh, That's what you need to understand as well. A, he's a great option. I mean, I'm really, really looking at him. Um, but it's just... You know, he did that from... Sorry? He did it from 72% on the weekend yeah, as well. exactly. I'm just a massive fan of Clary, though, so... That's it, yeah. Like, that's him or Clary for me right now. Bumps, anything else to add to that? Look, I, I feel like I've got an allegiance to Zach Merritt, and it's only because I went early on him when he was a forward two years back and uh, and selected him. So I feel like if I've got to choose one, I feel like now I've just got to go all in on Merritt and just really stick with him. Yeah. Another one that's Bumpers' boy. 2018, not 2016, so I don't think you have to do He's that. He's not a forward. He's got mid-only Bumps. We're picking midfielders. <laughs> He's still freaking awesome, brother. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think you can't really go wrong. He's not going to kill your team picking Zach Merrick. Uh, Jack Smith, what do you think of worst. his game? Because you're all in on him. He's a gun. He's a gun, and I'm still not moving on him. I think he's an absolute star. Um, opportunity is what he needed, and yeah, I think he's one of the biggest locks for me going forward. Bombs? You got him, brother? He does yeah, absolutely got him. Yeah. You actually do have him. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he's one player for Brett that I know has not moved in about four yeah. weeks. Well, well, you know what? He's undervalued for me, but I'm not selecting him. Because oh, I'd rather pay 500000 for him and, and know what I'm getting than pay four thirty nine and, and take the risk. Would you prefer See, to... for me, it's Sorry. Smith or Sis, and I'm miles saying. ahead on Would Smith. Would you prefer yeah. to have Smith or Sis? Bombs? Smith, well, easily. I would say Sis because Sis has the potential to either be a top six back or a top six forward, whereas Smith can only be a top six forward. I've got, I'd rather risk Sis, I think, just be off his role too. I think there'll be games yeah. where Devil go missing. And 36k is actually a like a substantial amount. There's been so many times I've been like four grand short it's of like being real happy with my team. 36K. Yeah, Sis yeah. is what, like 402 or something like that? 402, and, Devil's like 438. I thought yeah. heaps closer than that. No, 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 no. It's about mid thirties. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, for me, I prefer this as well. Uh. I don't think there's too much. Man, this game doesn't really have a lot of Supercoach relevance. Nah. No. Nah, it doesn't. No, there's nothing. Moving on. The next game. Next. Does Gold Coast and Brisbane in a game that is very, very skewed because it was bloody piss. You know, pissing down with rain. So it's going to be tough. Aaron Hall does it again. Any chance anyone has a look at Aaron Hall or anyone can condone an Aaron Hall pick? For me, it's a massive no. Massive no, no but 
You could do it. I can definitely draft, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, Wits looked alright again. Brett, I just don't uh, think he's, he's there. You know who did look really well? Uh, Will Brody, I think. Um, and I'm really finding it hard to not have him in my side at the moment. Mm. And he only laid four tackles, which was, I think, underwhelming given the given the entire game as well. Um, yeah, certainly big. He did. He had thirty eight percent disposal efficiency on the day as well. Um, Eighteen touches and still scored sixty six. Um, I, I like Brody. Really do. Nick Holmes. I just know I'm going to end up with him. Yeah, that's my problem too. Is I keep looking at it and I'm worried that I'm going to destroy my team to get him in. Mm. Um, but it's all going to come to round one rookies. The fact he's a midfielder only, I think, will help not picking him. But scares me for what he could put out. Because out of all of them, he's one that, along with Brayshaw, that I could see tonning up very early. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. And that worries me. Uh, Nick Holman. Have we all got yeah, lock. locked in the midfield at 102k? Yeah. Man, yeah. he looks good, that kid. He looks really, really good. Um, yeah. And that's one that we're just absolutely blessed to have in the midfield. And I can't see anyone knocking his possession out. Dane Zorko with another one of those really underrated games. 127, the guy just gets points without you even noticing. I didn't even really notice that he was one of the best on the ground. He had 33 touches. When I seen that number at the end of the game, um, I was like, Jesus. You know, he done it. He's, we're talking about all these other names. We don't give Zork enough credit. Can someone no. tell me why? Because the two scary games you had last year. Yeah. yeah, you had two really awful ones. You had like six disposals or something and terrified us. I remember I had him last year and I think he went like 170. I was happy as anything. He went and scored 50. I was devastated. And the next week he scored like 196 or something like that. And it was just like it plays with your heartstrings. So I think you just rather the guy who just gets 120 every week. Are we just going to try and probably pick him up a little bit cheaper? Hopefully he gets tagged out of a game early and then have a look at him. Is that the best option? I think he, I think he's a great final upgrade coming into the back like last six, seven games of the season. Yeah, I agree. Um, Tom Bell, 104, forward, 270k. Any way that you recommend Bell goes in, like those running Christensen, is it better Christensen to Bell, Brenner? Bell's better. Bell's a much better option. Christensen just hasn't done it yet. And I don't know if it's... He looked good in a good team back in the day, Geelong, but Bell looks the better player, but again, money, can't afford to pick him. Is Just can't better? afford to get him in. Yeah, well, he the loves contest the ball. Yeah. He's a bull. Wet. 13 contested possessions, nine clearances. I think also Dane Beams didn't play, did he? No, Beams didn't play. No, he didn't, yeah, and that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, I think Beams comes in and probably affects that those numbers a little bit. Um, he Tom Bell butchers the ball, Um He's a man's man, big, like strong midfielder, just sort of lacks the skill to uh, take it to the next level. Bombs, thoughts on Bell? I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go near him with a ten foot Bell, mate. <laughs> that was. That <laughs> make, was you terrible. make me sick. <laughs> that, was, that was so bad. Um, Steph Martin, who I don't think got rewarded for what he'd done, had seven free kicks, thirty-one hitouts, eighteen touches, only eighty-five. Did go at sixty-six percent. I said it. I say it every week. I don't think I've ever seen Steph Martin look as fit as he is right now. Um, and if it's not, well, I always looks fit. If it's not Cruiser, it's Steph. I reckon he's fitter than he's ever looked. So Be cool. Yeah, you're. Are you not as big on Steph Martin, are you, Brett? No, nah, I think Ryder's so far ahead of him. To worry about the boy with right up. The, the one thing that I have called my Jets on about Martin too is um, they're not going to be a great team. They're not going to be within the eight. And I don't think Archie Smith's going to be in the team early, and he definitely hasn't played JLT. But I think there will be a stage throughout the season where 
if they are not competing for the eight, they'll be all right. Let's give this guy some games. So I think Archie yep. Smith will will get a bit of a run. Bonds, agreed. I know you're big on Martin. Thoughts, but you're big it, on Andrew Ruckland, So, well, you know what? It's between Cruiser Martin and um, Todd Todd Goldstein, and it's going to come down to um, whatever money I've got left. So if I've got six hundred left, I go Cruiser. If I've only got five forty, I go Martin. If I've only got five twenty, I go Goldstein. That's what's going to happen. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, are we all off Alan Christensen now? Just dead? Yeah, dead. That's yep. done. Uh, Cam, the man, Rainer. I'm all in on him right now, and I really, really hope people jump off Cam Rainer because I think he's going to be a very, very consistent rookie, and I think he's going to give us some great scores. 13 touches, 10 tackles. Uh, he kicked two behind, straightens that up. He's going to look all right. Only went at 69% of foot. He's got that aggression, and he's got that big body. And the one thing that I love about Cam Rainer that I can't say I love about most of those rookies, I like it about Brayshaw. He does it as well. Um, and I think this is where LDU doesn't have it in his game yet. He really welcomes the contact. Um, he yeah. went out there and he was like, he's playing against men. He's still, a, he's still a teenager, but he was the aggressor and he was looking for it and he was letting people know that he's not scared. He's hard. He loves contested ball. That's huge for me. Um, and I think, I think he will reward those who are going to be patient with him. I really do think that. Who's got Cam Rainey here? I'm trying to get him in. I don't have him at the moment, but I'm, I want him in my team. Still toss it up between Rainer and Stephenson. I only run the one of them. Yeah. Same. I'd love to have both. I really would. I just can't afford it at the moment. It's for right now. Stephenson's out for me. Uh, anyone else from the Brizzy Lions? No. Let's move on. No. Bombs has obviously fallen asleep here. He's... Oh, mate. Nah, I'm not falling asleep. I'm always entertained <laughs> podcasts. I absolutely love podcasts. Let's, be, let's get real about it, boys. This will wake him up, Locking oh, who's going to wake me up? Oh, my. I'll tell you what. I could have been in a coma, boys, and you would have said Locking you and I would have woken up. How what quickly? Up? Let's just talk about my. players getting into your team. How quickly did he get into your team? <laughs> he was actually... No, was he in before the game? I can't remember. No, but I think I might have been speaking to him oh, about you guys yeah. before the game. Um, but I'll tell you what, my God, he was he was in by quarter of time, uh, at the very least, that's for sure. Man, his game. Holy crap. Um, now, Corey, you were you're a big man uh, of listening to the commentators when uh, when you're playing. Now you told me this because I didn't hear this on the commentary. But Lockie Neal, Fife, and Walters were playing in a bit of a diamond type thing where two of them were always the um, around the contest, yeah, or, or in the in the midfield. Man, and gee, do I love that! He had five shots of goal. It was the diamond. gee, Lockie Neal. Did I not say a few weeks back that Lockie Neal, if you're going to select one midfielder as a pod, like you want Lockie Neal as the one, he was owned by 1%. No, he's just and when I, <laughs> Yeah, and when we checked last night, he was up to 4% as well, so he's becoming less and less of unique. But holy crap, this guy just finds the ball, was just always contested. Uh, he's just never out of the game. He's just an, he's an incredible player. The reality is, is that I'm not going to start with him, though, um, just because I actually did have a look at the buy structure, and there's no way I can start the year with... Um, with Neil and Fife, considering, you know, with his dangers and all these other players, uh, you know, all the Crows players, and I can't even remember who else on the buy, but it's a really significant buy, that one that they've got. So that's probably the only reason I'm not going to start with Lockie Neil, but holy crap, is he good. It was, uh, and just to elaborate on that, it was two in the midfield, one up forward, and then it was just like Neil forward, Walters mid, Fife forward, Neil back in the mid. So between the three of them, there's always one up forward, one in the midfield. Just like, 
it was it was two in the midfield, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, sorry, two in the midfield. They they just looked good. Fife looked absolutely amazing again. Um, Ballantyne and Tabner played out of their asses, and I've seen a lot of teams bring Tabner in. Strongly, don't think that's a great stop idea. it. Yeah, just don't yeah. don't be silly. Um, don't get trapped into that JLT at all. Uh, Nathan Wilson, I think, looked all right, and I think he'll be one that we all look at for an upgrade. Is are we just not? Paying enough attention to Wilson because we've got those picks there. I don't think he's good enough. Uh, super coach was to nice. average anything that's viable. Sorry, bro. Yeah, look, I just, I just don't think I'm not going to be able to select it. Um, it's probably not the worst thing I've seen all preseason though. Walters. Yeah, Walters. I love Walters. Yeah, yeah, I love Walters. I think, uh, I think he'll be in my team very, very shortly or very early let's, in the season. Let's have full disclosure, Corey, because I'm pretty sure we both. No, actually, maybe not the both of us, but I know I certainly had Walters, Fife, Brayshaw, Banfield, and uh, Lockie Neal all at one stage it, after that game. Neal. I've had had it with the three others, but I had Oh, had holy crap. Man, it was just... Yeah, Walters is, that, is a good prospect. There's going to be people that are looking at that, and I think you can run it. For sure, because it's only three premiums, and one of them's a Ford. Yeah, so I really do think you can run it. But Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't see why not because Walters can be top six. Brayshaw? I think Walters will be top six. I think Walters will be top six as well. Um, Brayshaw, just. Gun. Lock it away. Man, yeah, what a gun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah. Oh, red hot chance for the Nab Rising Star 2, I would have thought now. Yeah. When he can test the ball, put of midfield minutes, everything's good. Didn't you say Bonkers. he was like ninth favourite at the moment or something, Bombs? Yeah, equal ninth favourite. Um, gamble responsibly. No matter whatever you do, uh, if you do just have a punt. But man, that score he had 97. That was on 67% game time, Crazy. man. Oh Crazy. my god, he's good. Yeah, he's uh, he's really good. Um, and Banfield again with another 75. Yeah, look, the only thing I don't like about Banfield is what's going to happen when these Hill brothers come back. But the talk is they are in doubt for round one. But I'll tell you what, he's uh, he continues to put up numbers like this. Maybe he plays a little bit more forward line. When uh, when the hill boy hill boys come back in, but yeah, man, there is no way I'm not starting without uh, Banfield as well. Yeah, Good name as well, Bailey Banfield. It sounds like a supervillain from like a you know like a you know like a DC or, or a Marvel type thing. The doesn't problem it? with uh, with Banfield as well is they're not going to drop Mat- like Matera hasn't looked flashy, but they're not going to drop Matera because they just got him across. Like Kirsten's probably always going to stay in that team. There's you know, there's probably a lot of names that could come out before him, but Ross Lyons just big on making kids earn their spot too. So, nah, I'm I'm happy. I'm Banfield's playing. Hope so. Hope so. Does that give you worries for Brayshaw if he has one bad one? No, no, no I think there's an exception. No there. way. He's a freak talent. He yeah, yeah. he's just a freak. Um, jump across the West Coast. McGovern looks good. I just think it's too hard to pick him right now. Uh, Elliot, yo, boys, are we seriously worried? Oh, mate, oh, I'll be consistent in what I've said all preseason, which sometimes isn't the easiest thing for me to do, be consistent in what I say. But uh, Elliot Yo is the player you've been the most inconsistent on all preseason. No, no, no. The thing I've been... Uh, let me tell you something, brother. The thing I've been consistent on is when he plays midfield, he's no good at super coach, And that's exactly what happened. First JLT, what happened? McGovern went down, he went back to the halfback flank, absolutely dominated it. Right? He scored all these points back there. This game here, McGovern played the entire thing. He played the game through the midfield. He played 86% game time. Look, I know his disposal efficiency wasn't good, but I just think he's he's trashed through the midfield. I, I, I just don't think he's good. Yeah, I He don't needs think to be at half-back. Midfield. 
I had him. He in my needs team to be half back for me. Yeah. Game on the weekend, just his his disposal efficiency was just shocking. So. Did you go him to Hibbert? Yeah, straight away. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've dabbled with that. Yeah. And I think that's the way it's going to be too. I think. Uh, I think for me, I just think I'm just going to stick with Hibbert. I think I know what I'm going to get with Hibbert. Whereas I don't think I know what I'm going to get with um with Yo. Yo, I think it's although there probably is more upside to Yo. I think yeah. there's heaps more yeah. upside to Yo. I actually do. I think yeah. if Yo plays down back, he's top six locked. But I'm oh hell yeah! That. And I and I it's just top... want to see it. That's all I want to do is I just want to see it. Mm. Yeah, I'm glad that Redham was shit. <laughs> just yeah, it meant that not getting tempted. Yep. Uh, Jake Waterman Bonds, I want you to run with this, and I want you to run with it heavy. Probably. All right. If you want me to run with it heavy, well, he he's been in my team now for a fair few days um, prior to the West Coast Eagles game. This was because in the intro they had uh, not the intro, sorry, but the practice match they had against Frio the week before when they when they had the week off or whatever the hell was going on down there. He was actually named second best uh, in in the West Coast team as well. Now, he's a, he's a bigger type player, um, bigger type forward player who also plays through the midfield. Now, we know there's no JJK also there for round one, and, and Darling's probably not what everyone expected Darling to be when he when he first came onto the scene. But Jake Waterman's a player that I'm really liking. Jake Waterman is a player that is going to be there round one, I think, no doubt. Um, and I think he's probably got more scoring potential than, say, a Luke Ryan, who's more of a forward pocket type player, uh, then Waterman, who can really push a bit higher up the ground and, and have a bit more of a run through the midfield. So, um, yeah, and no, I'm a big fan of Jake Waterman. And if I'm picking one West Coast rookie right now, it is Jake Waterman. Uh, Brett, your man, Rioli, going down. Did that just break your heart? Broke my heart. Broke my heart. And, uh, Waterman stepped it up and um, didn't play out of his socks, but it's just this, the, the whole opportunity thing where Kennedy's going to miss early games. Um, man, I don't know what, what went wrong with Jack Darling. I think he was on the edge and then he had that horrible grand final and he just hasn't taken any sort of steps forward. So I think Waterman as a target will just be in. Um, I think Ryan can play as well. Yeah, he was on 32 at one time. Yeah, I reckon he can. He's absolutely viable. I think if both are named round one, I'll probably pick both, to be honest. Yeah. I think Venables is going to probably be stiff in and out of that side. He looked good. He had flashes in there. He just wasn't consistent. Venables, nah, McInnes, Ainsworth, Brando, they all get dropped at some stage. There's I think there's... a lot of uh, ins and outs, I think, through West Coast. It's gonna be, I think that it, they're going to have value, but they're going to give us a couple of roller coasters throughout the year as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anything else anyone wants to add on for these two teams? No. No. Nah. Huh? Done. Uh, we didn't do questions this week because we knew the podcast would be way too long. Um, next week, we're going to come at you with a um, kind of rookie power rankings. Um, the questions on the podcast will be back up. A lot of structure talk. We're really ramping things up at the moment. Definitely get on Facebook. Check out all our new tools. Leave some feedback. Tag some friends. Get us out there. Let them know about it. Um, jump on uh, yeah, social media if you've got any questions related to this podcast. Um, let us know just on the feed. Um, and we appreciate all your feedback too. We've had some great feedback on iTunes and SoundCloud as well. So keep that coming. You know, Give us a like. Give us a rating. We really appreciate uh, that because without the community, uh, we are nothing. So big thank you to you guys. And I guess I'll wrap it up, boys. On behalf of Bumps, Brett and myself, peace out community. Keep those uh, teams moving and uh, we'll catch you next week.